So if you're a visitor today, we are excited that you're here and uh, that you are joining with our family to worship, to experience God. Again, we just every time we get together, we just have great expectation, great hope that God is going to move, that he's going to meet us where we are, that he's going to bring healing, transformation, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And uh, we never know what that looks like, so we create space for God. We always uh, want to be where the Holy Spirit is, where the Holy Spirit's moving. Uh, yesterday, um, whenever I was kind of preparing and praying and just kind of uh, listening to the Lord, just uh, just felt really burdened by the Lord's, um, just what was happening with our church family. There's a number of people that are sick. There's a number of things that we feel like the enemy is really kind of pushing against us in, discouraging uh, people in our church, harming people in our church. Um, and so we just started praying about that. And what, is, what, what does it look like whenever that's happening uh, and we're a family? Like, how do we respond to each other's pain? You know, it says that we rejoice with each other and we suffer with, with each other. And so um, what we feel like God is doing today is a little different than how we do a normal service. So if you're visiting, um, welcome and welcome to who we are whenever we just kind of don't do things the same way we do things every week. And we love that. We love the Spirit leading us whenever He leads us like this. And so what we're going to do is um, I'm going to kind of frame the importance, the, the power of prayer, the, the, uh, the, the, the role that we pr- uh, play in prayer, the, the anointing, the authority, the, the power we have in prayer. Uh, and then we're going to pray. We're going to intercede for our church family. We're a family and when one of your children is sick at home, whenever you have a friend that is sick, you move towards them. You engage with God, ask them for healing, ask them for prayer, ask them, you know, with the expectation that God the Father loves them, that he cares for them, and that he is going to heal them. And so today, because we are a family, we're not an institution, we're a family. And we have always said that. And, um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to intercede for our brothers and sisters, for our families that are suffering, for our families that are hurting, for our families that have lost uh, loved ones. We're going to intercede for River City Church. We're going to intercede for Ocean City Church. We're going to intercede for Kingdom, Asheville, the church plant up in Asheville. And then um, we're going to have a time of communion where we come back to intimacy. Um, whenever things like this happen in your family or in your church, it, it, it kind of feels like, oh boy, here we go. We got we to respond. We got to do this because there's this need. But that's not why we pray for our family. That's not what should motivate us when we engage God and pray for our family. Prayer uh, co- does not come out of need. Prayer comes out of intimacy. Prayer comes out of knowing the Father, and uh, spending time with the Father, being engaged with the Father, knowing the Father's heart, knowing the love that he has for us. And it's out of that, when we see our brothers and sisters and families and children suffering, then it's out of understanding his heart that we engage. It's out of understanding his heart that, that we are led to pray, not out of obedience, but out of love for, for our brothers and sisters, out of love for the Father and the desire to engage with the Father through the Spirit and power to bring healing and transformation. And, and, because that's what it looks like for his kingdom to move forward. For the, for the kingdom of God to move forward, it looks like Worship. It looks like people being healed. It looks like demons being cast out. It looks like families and marriages being restored. Restored. It, I mean, there's a number of things where, where there is freedom that comes and there is life that comes. 
And it's through the Holy Spirit, our relationship with the Father, understanding the Father. It says the Father sends us the Spirit. He indwells us with the Spirit. And there is power in the Spirit. And so I'm just going to read a few verses to encourage us, to increase our faith, to increase our expectancy as we pray. And then we're going to have things on the screen that we're going to pray for. And then we're going to move into communion. And we're going to have some worship. And then we're going to move into prayer ministry. Cool? Cool. Cool. Okay. Our true enemy is not each other. It's not the world. It's not the illness. It's the enemy. It says in Ephesians 6, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So the battle we're in is spiritual, and the way that we fight is prayer. We fight in the spirit because it is a spiritual battle. Very simple, right? The way people are healed, the way the kingdom of God moves forward is in prayer. It says this in John, 1 John. It says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have the request that we have asked him. Ask and it will be given to you. It will be given. That's a promise from Jesus. If you ask, I will give. And he's going to give. And it says that we move in confidence with this knowledge. And it says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Faith is the catalyst. We don't know how all this works, right? But faith is the catalyst. If you have faith, you move in confidence. And when you move in confidence, I will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, that you have received it. So belief, faith, confidence. It's not if you believe you will get it. It says you have, you have within you everything. We have today in this room, everything that's needed to to accomplish the kingdom of God, to have our prayers answered, for him to say yes to us. We have everything. It is in the spirit that lives in us. We're not asking, God, will you? He's saying, I have already done. Will you ask? Will you ask me? Because if you do and you believe and you have faith, I will heal. I will restore. I will do all that you ask in my name and my will. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he do that? And so he does. And, and, and when we lack in faith, it says that we are to look upon all that God has done. Look at all that God has done. God has healed people of cancer in our church. God has healed people and babies in our church. God has healed families. God has healed marriages. God has healed physical ailments again and again. God has healed, healed emotional elements, misunderstandings about God. When people have been abused and taken advantage of, God has healed them, restored them, and they're engaged in ministry today. God heals. God has healed in our church. He is going to heal today and bring restoration and freedom. And he will continue to do that. And we, that gives us faith, right? That helps us to believe. So we move in confidence and he answers our prayers. And so some of you have been praying and have not had answers. Or maybe we'll pray today and do not see how he is moving. But remember, 
Remember, Scripture says that he does, and you've seen it, and build your faith on that. We exercise our, heat, our, our, our faith because the Holy Spirit lives in us. It says, by this we know we abide in him and he in us. We have a love relationship because he has given us the Spirit. The same Spirit from the, uh, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He dwells in you. The same power, power of resurrection, the power to resurrect somebody that is dead, that's in you. That is the same Spirit that is in you. I know we struggle. I struggle with believing this, right? I mean, I struggle with believing this. But that is the truth. We don't allow what we think. We don't allow what we see to define reality. We allow the Word of God to define our reality. And the reality is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that healed people in the New Testament, the same Spirit that we see healing, restoring, and bringing freedom all through the church history, is inside you right now. He is there, and he is, hmm, I want to get out. I just want to get out. Please, have the confidence, have the faith, believe. I, I want to respond and, and answer the prayers my Father has laid on your heart. Okay, in, in, in Christ, it's all in Christ, because he has disarmed the enemy. He has conquered the enemy, and this was what makes it all possible, right? He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to shame by triumphing over them. So we gave our authority to Satan in the Garden of Eden. He took that from us because we disobeyed our Father. He gained the authority. It says that he is the ruler of the world, but Jesus in his death has gotten that, given that back to us, Giving that back to us. And, and the scripture says, whatever you bind on earth, you get. Whatever you bind in heaven, you get. Behold, I've given you authority to tread over the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Right? And so I've given, he's given us this power to believe, to have faith, the spirits living in us, this resurrection power. But there's still a fight to be had. A lot of us sit back and be like, God's got the power. God knows what's going to happen. Boom. And I'm going to sit on the couch and watch football today because God's got it in control. No, it's like David and Goliath is a great picture, right? So David knew he was going to win because of the Lord. The Lord was on his side. But there was still a fight. He still had to engage the enemy. He still had to move towards them. He still had to pick up the stones. He still had to put them in a sling. He still had to sling them to beat the enemy. Prayer is how we beat the enemy. And so he's given us this power, but we have to, like I said last week, we have to engage the power. We have to use the power for the purpose of defeating the enemy. Christ has triumphed over him, but there are battles that still lie before us. And, and Jesus does this. He loves this because he loves to see faith in us. He, loves, he sets us up to win. He sets us up to crush the enemy. He sets us to crush, dominate the enemy. That's my favorite word, okay? And everyone, this is for everyone. This is for everyone. In Psalm, there's this great psalm, and we're going to pray after this. And it says that, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord in his steadfast love for his wondrous works the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. 
Everyone goes through storms. Everyone probably has something going on in their life right now. Everyone, and, and some of us more visible than others, some of us, you know, have things in our heart and our life that no one knows about, that the enemy has a hold of. Every single one of us, if you're not going through a storm now, you will go through a storm. And the response is praise and worship and prayer and interceding for each other. It says in Philippians that the Lord is at hand. The Lord is present today. The Lord is present in your life. The Lord is always with you. The Lord is living inside of you. Don't be anxious about anything. When we engage in prayer today, there's no fear. There's no wonder. There is expectation. There is opportunity. There is the promise of our Father saying, do not be anxious. Confess your sins. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Okay, so we have these sheets of paper on your seat. And so we want you to take those home because we want you to continue to intercede and pray. We're not going to probably be able to get through everything today because uh, we want to follow a communion. We want to extol and praise and worship the Lord as a response to praying and his answering our prayers. And so um, these are, there's a number of prayers up here. And what we're going to do is we're going to put them up on the screen. And I'll kind of lead us into these. But we want you, as we pray, to pray out loud as you feel like the Spirit leads. We want you, as the Spirit releases the gifts of revelation, of prophecy, of, of, of words of knowledge, of words of wisdom, encouragement uh, that, we, that you see in the word that you feel the Lord is speaking. We want you to stand up as well and say, this is what I sense the Lord saying. It will be encouraging. It will be, you know, and, and that's what we do. That's how we pray because we're a family. I don't have like superpower Holy Spirit, right? I have the same spirit as you have. And so I will, it's like I'm opening, opening the doors. I'm opening the doors. And then, and then y'all are like, I'm going through this, baby. And in prayer. And then as you go through, some of you will be, and you will be called to encourage and to say something, to speak truth into whatever God has on our heart. Okay. And so, uh, and that's just what, that's normal, guys. That is normal. In Corinthians, it talks about the Spirit uh, pouring out all the gifts to everyone for the edification of the body. And that's what we're doing today. Okay? And so we're going to intercede specifically and primarily for people who are suffering in our church. Okay? And if we get through that, we're going to pray for our church. We're going to pray for Ocean City Church, Kingdom Asheville, and our missionaries, the missionaries that are here that we have, we're going to call forward in prayer ministry. We're going to get around them and pray for them, as well as inviting everybody and anybody else to pray. Get it? You say, got it. Get it? Good. That's in a movie, old movie, right? And so that's what's going to happen. It's, it, this is, uh, it, again, if you're a visitor, this, is, this might feel awkward to you, but um, we're glad you're here. We believe God chose you to be here. There are probably things happening in your life that you need and want prayer for, and you have an opportunity for that. But, um, we, we, yeah, we're just glad you're here because there's, there's something special that God's doing this morning uh, in, in us and, and in you. And so, ready? We're going to pray now. And again, I'm opening the door, and we want you to engage. We want you to move into what God is doing. Okay. Let's just wait on the Lord. Father, we pray that you would send your spirit now. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead um, would come alive in us, would be stirred up in us, would, would, would show us how we should pray, would show us what we should pray, and that, uh, and that our prayers would find footing, our prayers would have faith, our prayers would, uh, would instigate belief in us, belief in our authority, in our power, 
that you have called us to, to defeat the enemy. That we would move in confidence now as we pray, in expectation that we have already victory, that you have already given us victory, that you have already spoken to us and are already leading us as we pray. God has said that we would always be a church that heals. The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, his sins will be forgiven. Just come, Holy Spirit, increase our faith right now that you would heal those that are sick in our church, that you would invade the places of our heart, our families, our marriages, the brokenness we feel with supernatural peace, healing, and restoration. Just come, Holy Spirit.